York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New out. York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jayless for Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And I'm kind of upset just like everybody else out here in Nick's Nation because the Knicks lose to the Milwaukee Bucks 112 to 100. Despite, you know, the bench, the bench giving us 68 points, 68 points on the night. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm upset, but I'm but I'm also hopeful. I'm I'm also hopeful. I'm upset. I'm also hopeful, and we'll get into why. But before we get into the hot, into why, let me introduce my man. It is my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. I'm back. Tough loss for the Knicks, but it happens. It is what it is. Yeah, it happens. This is what it is. But I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping, Ryan, that this game is the wake-up game. This game is the the dawn of the new era this is what i'm hoping ryan i feel like this is the game that might be the the kick in the pants that thibodeau needs to realize some things because i i feel like the numbers are coming in he's seen enough data Mm -hmm. and now you're starting to clearly see who deserves to be where um what role needs to be played and how long a leash to give this team and before i even get into all that stuff Ryan, let it rip, man. Give you these stats and these facts, man. Give it, give it to this to this KOT nation right here. All right. <laughs> All right. So the Knicks lost one twelve to one hundred, off the back of twenty six threes made by the Bucks. The Bucks shot twenty six of fifty from three point range, which pretty much done the Knicks in. Bruh. The Knicks were led by DeRozan, packed up twenty points, seven assists, three rebounds, three steals, eight of fifteen from the field. Um, quickly was the second leading score at 18 points, five rebounds, four assists, six and 12 from the field, four, five from three. Then you had Randall, who had a pretty good, he started off really hot in the first quarter, then he cooled off for the rest of the game, 16 points, five rebounds. Toppin had 14 points off the bench. Burks also had 14 points off the bench. And now we're going to get the team stats, which is going to be a little bit ugly. Um, like I said, the Bucks did 26 threes. Yeah, the Bucks shot forty four percent. Knicks shot forty three percent. Pretty even there. The Knicks were killed on the boards, fifty to thirty eight. Yeah, the Knicks only had nineteen assists, which is a pretty low number. The Knicks had ten blocks, which is pretty positive. And um, points in the paint, Knicks dominated their thirty to twenty. Knicks had more free points as well, twenty two to eight. But like I said, what killed the Knicks was the twenty six threes by the Bucks. Yeah, the 23, 26-3 by the Bucks. I mean, listen, our the Knicks philosophy, if you did not know, the Knicks philosophy is to stop the paint first and then get to the three second. That's been the Knicks philosophy from last year. It's also the Knicks philosophy this year, especially when you have a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. You already know what it is. Guys like Giannis, guys like Russell um, Russell Westbrook, uh, these speedy guys who are strong, who get downhill real quickly, who are a demon in transition. The Knicks' number one option or Knicks' number one practice is to build the role and then to recover to the three-point shooters. The athleticism, the lack of familiarity of the first unit, and also the commitment kind of uh, limits kind of limits their ability to do that a lot. Uh, and I've mentioned this before. It seems like 
it might be you know the guys might be a little bit older and they lost a step or they're just not as quick as a second unit but it feels like when they start to do that for small spurts they don't really have that same intensity carry over for long periods of times uh, it seems like when they start to do that they either lack in transition defense or they lack in rebounding or they lack somewhere else where they and they end up trying to conserve energy and, and that's a concern to me that's a concern to me long term um but so i i think what we have to start to do and what tom might have to realize is the minutes distribution just like y'all might be seeing it's obvious to us, it's obvious to you guys, it might be time for the second unit minute distribution to get up. And it seems like today was the first time that I saw an inkling of that before the before the fourth quarter benching even happened. In the th- second quarter, when the Knicks were down, I think, 10 or 11 to the Bucks, second unit comes in, and they dwindled that lead back down. And they, the Bucks bring back Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm sorry, I sound like Shaq saying it right there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Bucks bring back Giannis for the first time. I did not see um, Tom immediately go back to the starters after they bring back Giannis. And I, and, and that was one of those things, Ryan. I, that's one of those things that make you go, hmm. I thought to myself, Jay Ellis, is this? Is this the dawn of a new era? Is this is this the time where Tom is starting to trust the second unit more? Are we going to let the second unit rock more than usual? And by the third and fourth quarter, it seemed like that was the case. The first unit gets completely benched. <laughs> Com- completely. Yeah, and deservedly so because part of the reason why the Bucks came out to such a huge lead in the third quarter was because of that first unit. That first unit just played lackadaisical in defense, and then on top of that, they were not moving the ball on offense. They were just dribbling the ball, taking these three-pointers, and it's like, you, and, and I always say with the Knicks offense, when the Knicks get stacked in their offense, when they just stand around and just take threes, it never works out well for them. The Knicks need to continue to move the ball, get good shots off of that ball movement, and it just catapulted us. It just went down in a spiral from there. The Knicks offense was stagnant. They didn't play good defense, and it just kept going down. But that second unit came in, and they closed the gap, like you said, and Tibbs actually trusted the second unit to play the rest of the game from when he put them in for the rest of the game, you know, from that point on. The thing is, is that now, seeing that the second unit is much better defensively than the first unit, I feel like Tibbs is going to have to figure out something now where it's like, especially late in games, mm-hmm. he cannot put out the full first unit to close out games. Like, he's going to have to mix and match yep. where some guys from the first unit go into the game and then he's going to keep certain guys in the second unit within those last minutes as well. You know, just based on, like, who's playing the best for the Knicks throughout the game. Like, he, I don't feel like this at this moment can trust that full first unit to close out a game. He's going to need some guys from the second unit to be in the game to help close it out. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you, Ryan. Because even like even in times, the last game, Ryan, Julius Randle bailed us out the last game. Julius Randle completely bailed us out the last game. And, and I give Clamber Walker some credit too because you know he he hit some tough shots. But I feel like there's still a weird flow to the offense when with that first unit. The first unit, you know, the first half of the game, he only had seven assists. The half, Julius Randle, he was going ISO ball, but it was working. It was working, right? Uh, he was hitting most of his shots 
um, until the second quarter, he cooled down a little bit. But I feel like it's kind of a pro and a con. The ISO ball is working, yes, but there's less fluidity in the offense uh, at the same time. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the few shots that, um, you know, the few the – f- it's not even just shots, but ball touches. Like, when you go ISO, Fournier finally gets the ball – He's like he he's like all right. I'm trying to get warm now. He took I think what three or four shots of the day on a day or something like that. He took five shots yeah. on a day. I, I think two or three of those was in the first quarter. And it's like all right. Once you go in ISO, 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 then I'll find, find I'll finally get the ball. All right, now you cold. So it's like it's kind of fool's gold that the ISO is working for us. Um, unless you're getting like wide open shots. I mean, and we got good shots. We definitely did get good shots, open ones. But I still feel like the flow of the offense was a little bit off because of the heavy ISO ball to begin the game. And so then when we did get some open shots, it was still like, you know, I'm still trying to warm up to the game, too, even though Randall was already warm, you know? <laughs> yeah, like you said, and, and it's pretty much what I said earlier. When the Knicks get to that point where it's like it's just dribble, 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 take a shot, it never works out well for them on offense. And, and it, just, it just carries over to the defense as well. You know, I like, like uh, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. The Knicks have a team like that first unit mm-hmm. where those guys have to feel involved in the game yep. for them to play hard on defense. Yep. If those guys don't feel involved on offense, they're not going to play good defense because they're not natural defenders. So those guys, that, that's why it's essential for ball movement and everybody gets a touch of the ball. So like you said, yeah, it was great that Randall was going off in the – first quarter and he was getting he was getting his shots and he was making them but at the same time it's like if you're gonna have Evan Fournier cold Kemba cold and just expect them to defend that's not gonna work yeah man like we need more shot creation we just need it like it's like it's starting to become painfully clear that Derrick Rose ha- might have to start because when because when Derrick Rose is in the game you, you mixing it up more you're mixing up the you're mixing up the ISOs with with Derrick Rose breaking down the defense, everybody touching the ball, and Randall taking some plays off. You're mixing in all those things at once. This is so I I think we need to mix that up. I think we I like I feel like we're gonna have to start him eventually. Or or like we said, like Reaper said, having, you know, seeing now that quickly is our best on ball defender, hawking people. Uh now he, the shot is back. It, it might be time to have uh, give um might be time to give Kimber the, the Alfred Payton treatment sometimes and it, it, it might be it might be and I, I and here's the thing here's the thing right like you don't want to bring a a former all-star into this team and treat him like a leopard you want to you want to give him every opportunity to prove himself because he's the, he's he's earned that because of what he's done in his resume but it's like it, it's Nick's in a tough spot Nick's in a tough spot but I like but even if we have to prove it even if we're going to let him play through this um, we need more t- minutes like today. We need more moments like today when Tom holds his balls and says, Randall, you're sitting on the bench. Campbell, you're sitting on the bench. Evan, you're sitting on the bench. And this second unit is the one who's going to um, bring us home because too many times the second unit has outperformed this first unit, like three or four or five games straight, like straight up dead ass. It is what it is. I feel, I feel somebody told you this. I feel like the, the first, the second unit might be busting the first unit's ass in practice. I, I'm just, that's, that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> it might be the case. Cause they, they definitely defend better than the first unit. So the first unit ain't knocking in those shots. I mean, the first unit probably definitely ain't stopping them on defense. So Facts. <laughs> like the first unit ain't knocking in their shot. The second unit definitely busting their ass. <laughs> I, I can imagine Derrick Rose running around Kemba or quickly running through screens. I can, I can see them ball hawking Evan and he caught, I can see that 
instantly instantly man but oof, oof, what a man what a game what a game and we, we we didn't even talk about the individual players yet but that's cool i'm gonna leave that maybe the callers want to talk about that i see we got three callers um queued up in the queue but salute to the chat man shout out to the nick of time shout out to uh nick's nation everybody was rocking with the kot show um even though we lost even though we lost, I'm going to say it again. Even though we lost, I still I do feel like this might be the eye-opener that we need and for Tom Thibodeau to actually make quicker adjustments, um, make um, bolder moves, hold players accountable who are not rotating quickly. I think this might be the start. This might be the start of the new era for Tom Thibodeau. Uh, he's actually, somebody said he was, um, he was actually mad for the first time. Tom Thibodeau's been smiling for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Thibodeau has been smiling for weeks. This is the first time this man is mad on TV. Keep that energy, Tom. Bring back angry Tom. All right, <laughs> just bring back angry Tom. <laughs> and I hope that this wake up call goes with goes into these next three games because if you look at the the next games on the next schedule, even though these teams are kind of like you look at their records and you're like those are bad records, but then you look at the players on those on that team, you're like. They're better than their, what, their, what their record is, but the Knicks got the Charlotte Hornets next. Yikes. The Charlotte Hornets are 5-7 and seven on the season so far. They got the Indiana Pacers, which bust their ass in Indiana earlier this season. Yeah. But the Pacers are 4-7. and seven. And then the, later on, they have the Orlando Magic, where the Knicks had that stinker earlier on in the season at home against them at 3-8. and eight. So it's like, if you look at those teams realistically from a record standpoint, the Knicks should beat those teams, but... You, you just get kind of nervous with the team because sometimes you don't know what you're going to get, especially at home. On the road, it's like the Knicks are world beaters, but at, but at home, it's like, I don't know what happened. And, and they can, though. Like, listen, and they can. I still feel like they can. There's a few things that still has to happen. In the beginning of the season, there was more plays involved with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. I, I, feel, I still feel like that still has to happen. The, the, the one small thing that I did like a little bit from Kemba was when there was a big switch to him. He actually tried something. He actually tried to dribble, dribble, drive, shoot. He actually tried to, like, break down the defense and throw a lob to Mitch. Like, I want to see more of Kemba trying to do some things. I want to see more of Kemba trying to run the offense. Even though it seemed like he lost a step, we just need to get the ball out of Randall's hands. Even when he's playing, like, uh, we need to lessen that diet. Even though he shot well. And, and I'm yeah. not even blaming Randall. I'm not even blaming Randall. This this is this is just we just need better offense offensive direction in general right now. That's all I'm really saying. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And if you have, if you don't have anything to say right there right after that, Ryan, uh, I'm bringing the caller. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you can bring in a caller. Yeah, you can bring in a caller. All right, cool. Yeah. Shout out to the Knicks Nation. Shout out to KOT Shoe. Shout out to um everybody who's rock with the show right now, man. Shout out to Knicks Nation TV. Picks for Timmy, Stanley Nowak, Charlie King, D Nice, uh Myth. Everybody else is rocking with the show. Angel Rodriguez, man. Uh, Ronald White. My guy. Fresh in the building. Shout out to you, Chris S. And everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, okay? Oh, yeah. Of course, you got to do Fritz Alessandro, the best mod in Knicks sports, all right? Straight up. I don't care. I don't care. Takes He take down any mod in any Knicks nation. I, I said it. All right? <laughs> I said it. Fritz is the best mod. The best mod in Knicks nation, all right? Straight up. I, I said what I said. All right. First caller up, man. Let them know what your name is and where you're from. <laughs> hey, what's up? This is uh, Lonnie again. What's, what's going on, man? All right, man. Uh, shout out to you and Ryan, uh, JL. This is Lonnie from South Carolina, originally from Brooklyn. I, I remember you, Lonnie. I uh, definitely yes, remember sir. you. <laughs> yeah. You know, the game was a good game. I, You know, I was listening to you and uh, Ryan. I would like to see that, like, instead of breaking up 
you know, D-Rose and quickly uh, when it comes to taking out Fournier and Walker because the movement got to be, the ball got to be moving. Facts. Why don't they bring in uh, uh, Duke and 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 and, and, uh, and Grimes, and then still keep the same five units that came back? So they want they had fifty two points out of the hundred points that we won tonight. We lost tonight. They had sixty two points. Right. I'm thinking change up. You know, it's still early. Change up. That's my opinion on that. How y'all feel about that? I think in uh, if there wasn't NBA emotions, if there wasn't coach player relations, if like if you didn't have to manage personalities, something like that could work. But because they're actually real people, because you don't want to lose a locker room by like um, subbing out guys who got big contracts, who, who veterans in the game for guys who haven't played yet, the you can't. It makes it really hard for a coach to do that move. Um, realistically, even though for us. Looking at it as a viewer, it makes basketball sense, but you know, player relations sense, it doesn't. You know, it it, it can be it can be tricky keeping a, a, a locker room motivated. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel it from that perspective. But I'm saying, when you know, when you're talking about your second unit, Derek played 30 minutes, so that means Kimba only had what. 18 minutes, you know what I mean? Right. Um, then you look at Quickie. Quickie had, you know, they, they, led the, they led the charge coming back. So my thing is, why not, when you know your starters are not doing their thing, put someone else in there with fresher legs that can still play defense, you know, just to get just to break up the monotony, even if you bring back Kimba and, uh, and uh, Fournier. Now, that I agree with. That I agree with. Just break up the monotony. Um, you, want to go on, you want to say something, Ryan? No, I was just I was trying to um, figure out where a line is coming from. You mean, like, you still have, like, Kimba and Fournier get there, but when you see them not being effective on the defensive end, and for that second year, you're completely saying that, that you know, like if they're going to rest Rosen quickly, you would rather them put in Brighton Grimes instead. Right. So, to a certain extent, not giving Grimes and, and, and do, you know, 10, 20 minutes, just enough to uh, get uh, Julius head back into the game. Let the ball get past to Jr. and Mitchell Robinson because Mitchell Robinson ain't scored for three points because why? He's not getting the touches. And then you hit a thing, Ryan, when you said that when guys are not playing defense, is because they're not being rewarded right. by touching the ball a lot either. Yeah. Right. Right. No, you're absolutely right. I, and I agree with all those sentiments, man. I, I definitely agree with all those sentiments, man. Like it would be, it would be, but it's gonna be hard to 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 manage all these minutes. But at the end of the day, I still, I just feel like you know we just need to be, um, we need to if it's going awry fat quickly, you know, pull the hook a little bit quicker, pull the hook a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, but thank you for your call, man. Uh, let's, let's see another point. One last point. Greg, Greg. You good? Yeah, look, the last thing I want to say is that we got to make sure we get our big people that can be effective for these other big teams involved more. That's all. All right. 
Got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, appreciate your call, Lonnie, man. Th- thanks for calling, for, for real, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank y'all, fellas, for taking my call. And uh, I have to hit Raw up again and uh, stuff like that. Y'all have a blessed night. I'm still listening to y'all. Absolutely. All right, man. You too, man. Uh, all right, salute, man. Uh, I, see, I, see, I see you on the chat. I got tomatoes in the chat. <laughs> Fournier and Campbell was trash. Yet the coach kept them in the game. Uh, not today. Today I applaud Tibbs for uh, benching them, man. Uh, Myths. Uh, okay. CP artist says we need patience. We need patience, and I partially do agree. I do agree. Like at the end of the day, and then we lost the game. We're still winning. We still have a winning record, right? We still do need to practice practice uh, with a degree of patience. I'm not gonna throw out Kemba and Fournier. Um, out with the bath, the bathwater. They still, you know, they still have to kind of work their way within the the first unit. But um, it, it's like like we seen we seen the best of it. The best of it was when we was playing with the Celtics. They were they were firing all cylinders. They were hitting threes, right? <laughs> when they're hitting shots with Randall, they're they're extremely dangerous, extremely yeah. dangerous when they're hitting shots. Um. But like I like I said earlier, I still feel like we need to work on more wrinkles of this offense. We need to get people more open shots. We need to get Fournier involved more offensively without not just, and not just dribble handoffs. You know, we need to get Kemba involved more offensively and not just you know screens and then uh, one screen and then shoot the three. I think we need to just develop the offense a little bit more to get these guys more involved, to get more touches, to get more flow in the offense. So even so we don't have to just rely on ISO Randall. We need more playmaking somewhere, somehow, man. Like it's <laughs> somewhere, somehow. That's- exactly. And that's why I don't want to give up on the first unit right now because like you said, that game against the Celtics was probably the best we've seen from the first unit. But I've seen I've seen enough evidence to where when the first unit is on, like when Kemba's on, when Fournier's on when Randall's on, when everybody is in the floor of the offense and they're getting good shots and they're knocking them in, they play with more energy on defense, and that's when they become yep. a formidable unit. Yeah, so that, I don't, I, yes, I don't, I really don't want to give up on the first unit yet. But like you said, they have to work on some wriggles within the offense so that everybody can get touches and everybody can get shots. Exactly, they have to be held accountable at the end of the day, though. I still do like when you that third quarter, you start to see it in their eyes. And I talked about the last game. I talked about leadership posture. I talked about leadership posture. He wasn't here last game. I talked about leadership posture. Randall, you know, when that third quarter started to happen, and then Randall, you saw Randall, you saw Randall started to not be active on the defensive end anymore. He was slow to go back in transition. He started falling back into old habits, and then the whole team starts to deflate. And next thing you know, the Knicks are down by twenty-four points in the third quarter. Bruh. Like, like you, you can't lose your leadership posture when things are going rough. You, you have to keep that going, and <laughs> and that's what happens when you're not making shots. He loses that posture, and if everybody in that starting unit is affected and everybody just gets deflated, man, like it's like seriously, like, seriously. Yep. But, but so salute to the chat, man. Everybody's rocking well with the show. Um, shout out to Toxic Toxic Knicks fan. That's a crazy name. <laughs> Toxic <laughs> Knicks fan. We don't need players who only play defense when their shots are falling. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I mean, unfortunately, like a lot of superstars kind of do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, of course, in an ideal world. We would love it if everybody on the team played defense, whether their shot was falling or not. But realistically, that's not the case. Even when you play street ball, like if some guys, if their shots not falling, they ain't paid. They're not doing much on defensive end. Like people have people have emotions, and some players are just built like that. They need right. to have the offense flowing for them to play good defense. Right, but that's why that's why Tibbs has to stay on Randall's ass. Like Randall wasn't Randall. I was impressed by Randall last year because his motor. 
was uh was superior to the year before that. And he said it himself in the offseason, he likes to be held accountable. So Tibbs has to get angry at him sometimes and hold him accountable when he sees Randall going back to old school, lackadaisical Randall again, man. Like, straight up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> straight up. And then salute to the chat, man. Next caller up, man. Um, What's your name? Where you from? Let me know what you want to talk about. I'm just letting Fritz get it together, man. Letting Fritz get it together. Shout out to the chat. I, I... Shout out to Trox and Knicks fan. That's a... <laughs> yo, yo. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. We yo, can hear you, man. What's your name? Where you from? And what do you, what what, you want to talk about, man? What's good, fellas? What's good? My name is JR. I'm calling from Florida, but I'm originally from the BX. Okay. That's um, okay. All right. Now, I try to refrain from coming down on players because, you know, it's still early. And, like, after being a Knicks fan for, like, the last 20 years, I'm just happy to, like, have a roster full of NBA players, like, no Travis Wares and Isaiah Hicks and all those guys. You know what I'm, <laughs> I'm happy that we have NBA players right now. Um, and, I, and, and I agree about Kemba, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like, he's not performing, obviously. He's not defending. He's not even shooting well right now. But we have to keep it in perspective. I mean, he's an $8 million player, like a few more million dollars than, than Alfred Payton. Mm-hmm. The guy that I'm really looking at right now that's really disappointing me is Evan Fournier, man. That's an eighty million dollar player. He's not he's not playing like a twenty million dollar player. Like he's not. Like the fact that he's sitting on the bench at the end of games really has me like just like like I don't understand like why See, I understand why, but it's like why is he not is he not performing? And like um I'm from the or I'm I live in the Orlando area so I see a lot of Evan Fournier games like mm-hmm. whenever um the Knicks will come in town. Okay. And like I feel like we're not we're not getting him off the way the magic will get him off. Like if you remember if you remember like when he would cook against us, we have to get him off screens in the mid range area. We can't just like unleash him to shoot threes off the get. We have to get him into the game. Facts. We have to like get him into the flow. And like if we're really gonna like like, um, we invested so much into him. Out of anybody this last offseason, we gave him the most years, the most money. Like, we need him to perform. Like, we, w- without him, like, Kemba, if he, if, whatever he gives us is a cherry on top, if you think about it. Because Alfred wasn't giving us nothing on, 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 um, on offense. All At right. least Kemba can stretch the, you know what I'm saying, the, the defense and have to respect his three. That's enough for him. But Evan Fournier, man, he needs, like, there's no way he could be, that he's unplayable in the fourth quarter. Like, that's just... Like I don't know how much DeRozan got, but like I was I was one of those guys I actually wanted DeRozan, even though I know he didn't take threes like that. Right. But like at least I knew that he gave us more. You know what I'm saying? Like how would we look right now with a guy like DeRozan? You know what? No, I'm not even gonna go that route. Honestly, when I think about it for real, for real, what would Alec Burks be doing with those minutes? Would we would we have been better just starting Alec Burks and then having Grimes of like actually have a role now? Think about what that would do Ooh. for our team. We Alec really Burks where? Like, at the starting lineup. Like, as a point as guard a or as a, as a... No, 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 no. As, a, as, as um, well, what um, Evan Fournier does. You could run R.J. at the two or the three, or R.J. Or, or, or Burks at the two or the three, but, like, starting Burks, it, let's just say we didn't have Fournier, and we were starting Burks, how much would we really be losing on offense? Like, how much would we really be losing from Fournier to Burks? If Burks had the minutes that Fournier is getting and the rope to be able to take shots and be able to get into his own. And then at that point, how much more minutes would be freed up, not to mention cap space, for Grimes and these other kids to play? I mean, like, Knox has no chance of playing this year at all. Like, you look at it, like, where is he going to get his minutes? Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, man. Fournier has been very disappointing right now. And they have to get him going. Yeah. They got to get him going. Yeah. 
Yo, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Things I mean, that make you go, hmm. <laughs> this is one of the moments. Oh, like, man. Like, I always always it's, felt like Ryan, like like Alec Burks and Fournier were almost the same player, but except that the Fournier was kind of more proven because they kind of both yeah. do the same mm-hmm. multiple things, right? To me, except both. Exactly. But, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead, Ryan. The thing is, if you look at the way both are playing at the moment, it sounds very plausible. You know, you could pretty much replace Fournier with Burks and then have Grimes come in off the bench, even though Grimes is unproven at the, at the moment. So we don't know what we would get, be getting from Grimes if Grimes is given Burks minutes off the bench. But at the moment, it does seem like, you know, Burks is interchangeable with Fournier. But here's the thing, though. Fournier is the better player based on what we've seen throughout their careers in the NBA. Fournier is the better player. It's just that we're not getting the right. most out of Fournier at the moment. You know, so it's like it does sound good on paper at the moment because when you look at how Fournier's playing at the moment, how Burks is playing at the moment, it does seem like it's going to work. But at the same time, it's like if the Knicks were getting the best out of Fournier, like this wouldn't even be a question right now. Yo, Facts. yo, Facts. I mean, let me build on that, right? So here's the thing I'm thinking. <laughs> here's, here's the thing I'm thinking, right? Like, first of all, you're absolutely right. And that's and that's why I open about – um. The way we're using Fournier, which is why I kind of opened the show talking about I wish there was more um, Fournier was more. I mean, it's, it's hard because you want RJ to be more involved. Now RJ is more involved. RJ is getting shots now. He's getting more shots now. When RJ is getting more shots now, you see Fournier is not getting as much. You see Kim is not getting as much. Like that balance is still going to be a, a touch and go thing to find. Right. But um, here's the thing that I'm thinking about the defensive end. Like. Mm-hmm. Burks to me, surprisingly, has been <laughs> solid defensively. <laughs> yeah, he has been. He has been. <laughs> so when you're talking oh, about who's switching out Fournier for Burks, I'm not really thinking about the offense. I'm thinking about well, shoot, they both can hit threes. Alan Burks has been better on the rotations this year, so shoot, I might, I might give that a try. Like I don't know, like because we need something. Yeah. <laughs> that's forty four division. Looking back, obviously we have Fournier. And like X's and O's. Like from remember how Orlando got him off? You got to get him the ball in the mid range area. Absolutely. You got to like I remember him killing us in the mid range area back in the day. Like I'm like I remember the same thing. Like when he was with the Magic, because with the Celtics he didn't really do much, but with the Magic, yeah. he would kill us in the mid range area. And like we have, like I don't feel like he gets those looks with us. He's just doing sidestep threes and. And he's driving, and, like, he can drive, but, like, that's not really his game. He's more of, like, a guy, like, um, off the screens and pin downs, and you get him and you get him on those, in that mid-range area. But my last point, guys, that I'm going to make also is, um, like, you, we as Knicks fans, we got to be better with our players. Like, like um, I, a lot of people were down on, on IQ because he started off slow. Listen. We have to give our – yeah, we have to give our rookie a little bit more – we have to give our rookies more more leeway than that. Like, Absolutely. Like, IQ, now, look, he's showing why. Like, if Tipper would have listened to the, to the fan base and pulled them immediately after the third or fourth game that he couldn't hit anything, like, like he's just be on the bench right now. But, like, look what he's doing right now. Honestly, I'm, I'm one that believes that if IQ could keep developing, he could be the point guard of the future. I really believe it. I believe that if he keeps developing, obviously he's not there right now. Right. If, he, if, he, if his handles get a little better, you know what I'm saying? But, like, he's growing. He's just, like, let's see what he does this year. Let's see what – but, like, he could be the, the point guard of the future for us. So, um, that's, those are my two cents, guys. Um, 
keep doing what you're doing. Yo, JLS, man, this is the most underrated show. Like, for real, for real. Like, y'all, y'all, y'all yo, keep doing what y'all doing. I appreciate this, this it, This is the man. show right here, man. I appreciate much it, Much love man. for y'all, man. Take well, it easy, y'all, boys. Thank I'm you, not, man. Thank you. I'm not going to hold you. I feel like you're the most underrated show, too. I'm not, I'm not going to hold you. I do feel like that. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel All like fact. that. <laughs> Off rip, I do feel like we like most underrated <laughs> under, the, under the radar show out here. But here's the thing. I don't know how long you've been listening to my guy, but if you've been listening to KOT, uh, I have not left the IQ train. I have not. Even when he was struggling, I did not leave the IQ train. I, in summer league, I was like, I see growth. When he was not making shots at the beginning of the year, I was saying his defense um, has been stellar. He's been hawking people, from, hawking people up and down. I've been saying that he's been top 10 in contested threes. I did not, I was not down on IQ. I knew the shots was going to fall eventually. I knew it was. So, I mean, I get it. And I get it. I, I vocalized that on Twitter, too. I vocalized that on Twitter. But I, I'm with you, man. In general, my, my in general, I give the younger players a whole lot more leeway. That's IQ. That's OB. That's even Kevin Knox, Frank, when he was here. That's just my MO with young players in general. You don't know how long it's going to take those guys to um, – to develop and you, it's like it's sometimes it takes the guys six years seven years to really show what they want to they're going to be so you know salute to you for recognizing that man and and thank you for the call fire call yeah gunshots yes, gunshots for that call. Appreciate that one right there. <laughs> yes sir and i'm just i know i'm veering off topic for a little bit but since you mentioned frank this is this is what you talk about you know saying you know you give young players you know leeway and this and that your man Frank is getting minutes at Dallas, and Dallas was a good team. So what is that saying? Listen, what man. is that saying? Listen, man. he has a role. He has a, he's an NBA player, man. He might be not by any point guard what you what you envision him, but he's an NBA player. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. But this next bench, man, I got I still got the he lost, we lost, but gunshots for this next bench, man. Cause I, I still feel like this is, might be the turning point for Tom Thibodeau to put a fire under these first units players' butts. Cause I really cursed a little bit too much today, and <laughs> <laughs> and it might open the door for more IQ minutes, more OB minutes, and guys who earned it. Twenty minutes from OB today gives you fourteen points, six rebounds, two assists, a steal, and a block. And come on, and man, the play of the day, like he got fouled on that call. He got fouled on the putback at Giannis. And oh, you're talking. You're talking about the play they overturned, bruh. Yeah, I was, the father overturned. Yeah, yeah. The, he he. That was horrible. I changed the momentum of the game. But shout out to Ob Toppin. I really think he he he, 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 he he's. He, I like the way he's going. And the shots not even falling yet. I'm holding the shots fall, but I'm really liking Ob Toppin. Fritz, is there, are there yeah. any are there any more calls in the queue, or can we like talk about individual players now? But but yo, can I just mention something first before the next call comes in? Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I feel like that, like, I want somebody to explain the rule to me. Because Giannis clearly hit Obi's, he didn't hit his shooting arm, but he hit his other arm while he was going up. And I'm like, when you hit someone's arm going up, doesn't that bother the shot? Absolutely. So how's that, so how's that not a foul? Absolutely. Like, I had no, I don't know how that got overturned. It seemed like when that, when they overturned call, then that just deflated the Knicks and then the Bucks just ran away, ran away with the game afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. I don't agree. I don't agree with it, man. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know who Giannis paid or who's what pictures he has for what refs <laughs> for what life. <laughs> but I don't understand how you watch that 
That's my bro pick. I'm sorry. Bruh. I'm yeah, doing the bro pick facts. segment early. My bro pick for the day is, if you don't know what a bro pick is, your first time watching the program, bro pick is the worst plays of the game, or just could be anything stupid that just happened in this world. But my bro pick of the game is them taking 20 minutes to, to, to still get that call wrong when he obviously, Obi obviously got hit on the arm by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah. That's it. All right. Next caller up, man. State your name, where you from, let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What's going on? It's JT. Yeah, it was Ryan, good, JT. welcome back. Happy belated birthday. Yeah, thank man. you, man. Thank on? you. Thank you. No problem. No problem. No problem. All right. You know, this was a tough one. It was a tough one. But like we all say, we always glad to see the second unit do what they do. But it's really frustrating that they keep, keep constantly have to play catch up. But just going on, but gunshots for Obi and IQ, man. We, I, I love seeing those guys together, man. I, I know I was, I've been harping on IQ. I've been harping on IQ since um, summer league. But like I said it a couple calls ago, was it's difficult because you want to give guys at IQ, you know, you want to give them the time. Because I agree, I'm the same way. We draft them, let's develop them. But it's hard when you got two backup um, guards on the bench that they need minutes too. So it's like it's really like that's what kind of, to my opinion, press the issue why people are may not have as much patience for, like, an IQ versus we draft, like, uh, if we would have drafted a forward or a center or a big man or something. Right, right. But um, I think that, yeah, so that's pretty much with, with that. But I'm glad to see IQ developing into what he's developing into and such. But as far as, like, the, the changing of the starting of the starting unit, because that's what's hurting us the most is we have to be patient. So either, A, like I said, like, like I've said before, we either going to just – just keep getting tight. Don't keep throwing stuff at the TV screen or just, <laughs> or just cursing and spazzing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the starting unit, figure it out, or we're going to make moves. And like we said, realistically, there's no way that you're going to have a third string or jump to first string. Because yeah. personally, I think we all agree, we don't want to mess up with the bench. Like the cl- only piece yeah. I could possibly see is maybe subbing Burks for Fournier. Because I agree, I feel like the, I feel like the second unit is more – Fournier's speed. It's faster. Derrick Rose controls the offense. Right. And, and Fournier could probably get his shot off more. And Burks is a better defender. And that's what's killing us in the starting unit. Also, is defense. So that's actually a smarter move, even though, of course, Fournier is, what, is he the second highest player on the team? So, yeah. but if he could check his ego and he could have that, you know, and, and um, Tips could have that co- talk with him that, that uh, Pop had with Manu back in the day and he could just deal with it, then maybe that might be something to look at because. And we we could we could say Grimes and we could say Grimes and, and McBride all day, but unless if Kimba got big get an injury, that right. ain't happening. And even if and, if and if he do get an injury, then IQ is going to jump to the. I mean, not IQ. I'm sorry, Rose is going to start to the jump to the starter. And I personally feel like he's better on the. He's better with the second unit. There's more. Yeah. They, the chemistry. Yeah. We've seen it. We've seen. We've seen when Rose start him, Randall, RJ. Um, Fournier and Mitch ain't the same as when he's on the bench with the other guys. It's just not. So that right there is just you just don't want to mess with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I so, agree. He's yeah. better with the second we, unit, but it's just like that first unit, man. When he's with the first unit, it's more passable. But like when he's with the when he's with the second unit, is like electricity. It's like fire. Exactly. It's like, oof, yeah. It just it flows <laughs> it flows naturally. Like you, they have they have the continuity. So Absolutely. that's just you know for 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 Kemba, I don't. I think the problem with the first unit, like I said, no one's really like leading the offense. Right. Everybody is too much ice. It's too much isolation play. That's just the best way to. That's the best way I can put. It. Like, yeah, Randall's getting assists, but like I keep saying all the time, it seems like West, Russell Westbrook style assists, where it's like he's getting it to the open man for the open shot, but you're not really orchestrating the offense. 
is yeah. a big difference. Exactly. Like we yeah. have guys who can create, but they're kind of like second grade, secondary creators in Evan Fournier. And, and you know, and Kemba is not creating like he used to. So he's getting more jump shots than anything. Like, like so, like it's 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 a it's an issue. It's definitely an issue. Yeah, yeah most definitely. Like in a perfect world, like I said, for, for Fournier, he would eat if we had a point guard who could orchestrate the offense. And we need to be get better at off ball screens. Like we said, our guys suck at setting screens. Hell, the only one who tries is really um, Mitch and Noah, and they both. Bless they soul, but they they really ain't that good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know if you can have someone, yeah, if you set somebody <laughs> off ball screen, auction offense, Corey ain't gonna eat. He gonna he gonna you know hit them jumpers all day. But it Absolutely. was like I said, it was it was refreshing to at least see that that um the second unit closed the game out because as they should. Mm-hmm. Randall had a good game. I'm not because I'm not gonna harp on Randall right now. If we're gonna if we're gonna hit somebody with the bruh, it's gonna be <laughs> Kimball and Fournier because <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, and RJ had an RJ game. He, you know, sometimes he has, sometimes he don't. We expect right. that, but I don't think he hurt us the way Fournier and Kemba did. Yeah, and yeah. Also, to, yeah, and gunshots to Taj. Taj is always playing. You know, he's always, yeah, he's yeah, always, always doing his thing. Yeah, shout out to Oliver. Yeah, but that's man. all I got. Make sure, make, oh, make sure everybody hit that like button, subscribe. Don't just watch for free. Not nah, hit it with the like, It don't cost you nothing but to hit. Like and subscribe. Make sure you do that. We keep saying these guys, we love what, the, what they're doing, so we got to show it, not just say it. Absolutely, so, again, man. thank you for taking my call. Peace. I'm out. Absolutely. All right, man. Thanks. Gunshots to my guy, JT. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button so we get this KOT movement getting bigger, better. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and, you know, Todd Gibson definitely deserve a lot of props. I feel like the Knicks have the best. Backup, backup, big man in the league. The best backup, backup boot. Exactly, because when Noel is hurt, it's like the Knicks do not miss a beat. Like, Taj be on it, man. Yeah, he man. be on it. Taj, Taj is amazing. I don't I don't know. What is Taj's numbers today? What did, what did Taj do? Taj gives you nine rebounds today and a steal and two blocks. And he's over out here guarding Giannis and then with two blocks from Taj Gibson, man. Exactly. Like Taj, like, Taj did not score a basket today, but his presence was felt on the defensive end. Felt. Yeah, and it always is. He's not. He's never the tallest guy, but he gives you the grit. He gives you the defense. And he's like one, he's one of these guys when his, his rotations are always flawless. Like he's, yeah. he's always in the right spot. Every single time, every single rotation. I now I don't think I ever seen this guy make a mistake. For real, <laughs> like, like that ass. I never seen this guy make a mistake, man. Exactly. It, it, it's like he's the one player on the Knicks where if somebody gets hurt, like if a big man gets hurt, like I'm really not worried because I know that we have Todd Gibson right there to pick up the slack after afterwards. I mean, I still be worried, but I'm not as worried. As really I'm still because Noel was. Woo, I was worried about Noel on because Noel really did it to Giannis before. But yo, yeah. oh man, man, I oh Alec, man, one more. Let's go, caller. Shout out to the next call. Next caller in the chat. And, uh, let let us know what your name is and where you from. Yeah, this is big Reaper from Jersey. Year, what up, Reaper? Hi. So, um, you know, I, w- I didn't catch today's game. You know, I just got home maybe about, like, 45 minutes ago. Okay. And I uh, saw a little bit of the highlights. Just wanted to call. I did listen to the show, hear what you guys had to say about it. Uh, just real quick, if you guys don't mind me. So I went to see a premiere. It's at the uh, 23rd Street uh, Theater in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's called The Photograph. It's about this famous photographer named James Andersey. I don't know if you guys ever, ever remember the photograph, like from like the 30s. Is a black guy in a fur coat, in a nice car, and his lady's like standing outside. But anyway, the the 
the document documentaries about him and also about Harlem. So okay. if you guys want to support it, learn a little bit about like uh, you know uh, uh, you know history, and uh, you guys could go check it out. They're probably going to show it also in Harlem as well. But, okay, all right. All right. Yeah. Bring, bring in some culture to the program, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I just have to put, put that out there real quick. But, uh, yeah, I did. I saw the highlights, looked at the stats. But the one thing that jumps out at me is, like, it's kind of, you know, um, Derrick Rose always, you know, except for, like, maybe two games, he looked like the best player on the team. You know, even yeah. when, you know, Randall has, you know, uh, scores him sometimes. It's still, you know, he still always looks like he's always the most efficient, seems to have the most impactful baskets. And from the guards, it was uh, uh, the two starting guards for uh, for the Bucks. They had two, uh, what was it, like twenty six points, and we had four points. Our two starting guards have four points combined. So right, I mean that was pretty much the game right there. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. 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 But I- you know, I just wanted to say that you know, great show, and uh, you guys keep going. I, you know, I don't really have much else to say. Uh, I didn't watch the game, so you know, but I'm gonna catch it. I absolutely. My phone. All right, no problem, man. Shout out to my guy, Big Reaper. And man, he yeah. was right, man. He was right. Derrick Rose on the night, 22 points. Let's, let's get to the. Let's get back to the screen. Let's get, let's get back to the screen. If I was Kenny, I'd be running to the screen right now. Well, I got to switch. Oh, but the bowlegged. Yeah, the bowlegged. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Derrick Rose. 23 points, seven assists, three steals, two rebounds. This guy, man, I don't understand. It's funny. Somebody made this comment on a post game show talking about um, how does it feel. Yeah, Tom was like, how does it feel to be to be a what vintage Derrick Rose? And I'm and I'm looking at I'm like vintage Derrick Rose. What, vintage Derrick Rose wasn't banging three point pull up threes in your eye. Like what Derrick Rose? What vintage Derrick Rose are you talking about? This version of Derrick Rose. Is a whole nother version. Exactly. <laughs> like he might not have he like he still has athleticism. He not be banging on people like this, but his game is so much more complete now that he, that he's older than he it ever was. And and <laughs> that's saying something. And he was an MVP back then. Like if he had that exactly. with the explosion, oh my gosh. But Derek Rose <laughs> He'd be the best point guard in the league if he had his if he had his complete game he has now with that athleticism back in the day. He'd, oh he'd be the best point guard in the league. Best. Straight up. Straight up. Nobody would be able to touch him. But like I can't harp how impressive the second unit was, man. Derrick Rose is the heart. Like when star when stuff guards to go down, and this is why I like Derrick Rose, and I know I love him with the second unit, but he has like I talk about emotional leaders. I feel like he I feel like when you look just look at Derrick Rose's posture, look at Derrick Rose's fight when the game gets out of hand. Like he's the one barking. He's the one barking back at the ref. He's the one I'm taking this shot to take over the game. Like he's the one who's like really engaged for the full game. So this is mm-hmm. I I love Derrick Rose and I I struggle with putting him in the first unit because they just need something. They just need yeah. something. And and just hope that IQ and those guys um get together and take a step because they have more responsibility. Cuz you know sometimes, you know, sometimes when you have more responsibility, you can rise to the occasion or fall. So maybe they, maybe they rise. Who knows? But I don't know. What did you, what do you think about Derrick Rose's game tonight, man? I'm Derrick Rose basically. I said it all. What he does for us most nights. <laughs> he, he definitely leads that second unit. And a lot of times when the Knicks are down, 
due to the first unit, Derrick Rose is the one that brings the Knicks back into the game the majority of the times. I mean, I, I really can't say more about Derrick Rose. He's, this is what he does on a consistent basis. He carries the second unit, and he's the, and he's the catalyst for that second unit. He's the guy to help the Knicks to get back into games when the Knicks are down. And he's also that guy where if the Knicks have a lead, you know, he can keep him in the game, and he'll, and he'll help the Knicks to keep that lead. Absolutely. I mean, Derek, I mean, you really can't say more about Derrick Rose, man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right about that. You're right about that. Do we have one more caller? Did I see? Am I reading that right, or is that an old, old? Uh... No, I think that was when um okay. Reaper called. Yeah, got you, got you, got you. But yeah, I, I, yo, I think I really have all that to say. Shout out to Derrick Rose. Um, I love IQ. I think he's gonna be a great player. Shout out to Monica McNutt. <laughs> Random shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Shout yeah, I love Monica. Shout out to I love Monica. Monica shout out. <laughs> random, random shout out. Shout out to Monica McNutt because she went on TV and she said, "Hey man, I think with uh, Derrick Rose here, IQ has a chance to be a point guard of a future." I she and, I, and you know people been downing him, and she went out there and said that on TV. So shout out to Monica McNutt for not you know going with the wave, and she's like, "I got this. I got. I think IQ exactly. might have a shot." And- and I got to big up Monica, too, because she'd be the only one at ESPN that'd be defending the Knicks. So, yes, Monica get, get the big up. She'd be the only yeah. one at ESPN defending the Knicks. <laughs> only one. Facts. <laughs> Facts, that's it. And shout out to OB. 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 Shout out to OB Toppin. Defense is coming along. The Got a lot of great second chance points and a lot of put back dunks. Shout out to OB Talking. Had a great game. Hopefully, 20, more, 20 minutes a day. Tibbs, be encouraged. Don't be scared to leave him out there. Do not be scared to leave him out there. <laughs> Even when, when the next time the, the second unit has a, a is pulling ahead, leave him out there, let him rock. Even Obi. Yes, sir. Even Obi. All right, man. I think that's it, man. That's our show. I mean, do, do you have any ooh picks and bro picks you want to talk about? I already you already know what our bro only, is. Only, only, only one bro pick. What's your bro pick? Fibs. I know you probably know these stats, but make sure you read these stats to your starting lineup when you're talking to them in practice tomorrow. Plus minus for the starting lineup is going to be a huge bruh. Bruh. Julius Randle, minus 26. Bruh. R.J. Barrett, minus, and, I, and I love R.J. Badman Barrett. You know that's my Badman, fo- Yeah, Badman Barrett. We always have a yeah. fan of him. Minus 28. Bruh. Evan Fournier, minus 22. Kemba Walker, minus 22. And Mitch had the lowest plus or minus with minus 15. Read those stats to those guys in next practice and tell them to get their act together. You heard the man. I don't got anything else to add to that, man. That's, that's, that's facts is facts. Facts, facts is facts. Uh, first unit is together. Second unit is coming for you. And if it gets even crazier... Uh, Unleash the McBrides. Unleash the Grimes. Yep. It might be Grime time. That's all I got to say. I don't got no. I don't got no bro pick. Oh, I got a bro pick. I got a bro pick. My bro goes to Jakeef Morris. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jakeef Morris to the stand. All right. <laughs> Now, yo, didn't Mitch have a running with Jaquith Morris back in the day? 
Maybe. I think he did, like when he was a rookie. I think so. I feel like he was about to step to him one time. But anyway, that's besides it, 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 the was, point. it was it was it was one of the Morris brothers. I'm not yeah. sure if it was Marcus or Marquise. I'm not sure. Whatever. Yeah, I hope it was Marcus because I, 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 he still holds a special place in my Nick's heart. But <laughs> Marquise, Mar- Marquise Morris, man, Marquise Morris. Um, you know he's injured. You know you don't want anybody to be injured. And shots, you know Jokic, y'all keep Morris gives him a dirty shot, pushes him. And you know, pushes pushes Jokic. gets pissed, pushes him to the floor. And I don't know, man. Everybody's mad at Jokic for for pushing him, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I understand I, it, but also understand why Morris did what he did too, though. Because if you watch the whole play, I think Bam Adebayo went up for a shot, and Jokic like kind of like mauled him a bit, and there mm-hmm. was no foul called. So I think Morris saw that and Morris wanted to I guess Morris was kinda of like sticking up for his guy. So oh, is that what happened? That, so Morris kinda of gave Jokic a cheap shot. You okay. know, to foul him. And then Jokic took you know, he took offense to it and then he just, you know, knocked no more to his back and had my man crowd on the floor. <laughs> <sighs> Bruh. Oh man. You know, I don't even know who to give the bro to. I don't even know who I don't even know. I don't even know. Cause I don't even know that I, I don't even know that even happened. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it spilled over though because Marcus Morris now he tweeted and he was like, "Oh, so Jokic gonna, you know, hit my brother when he not looking?" And he was like, "Noted." So that means Marcus Morris is gonna be. That means Marcus this Morris is... about to smoke when could face the when could face the Nuggets. And that... then now, Jokic's brothers made a Twitter account and they got at Marcus Morris and told him like, "Yo, let's take it outside if if that's the case." So I'm like, <laughs> this is getting bad. This is getting real bad. And hit this is yo. What do you do at that point? Like, what do you do? You you know, Cole. If your brother is in trouble, you gotta step up for your brother. Like, this is exactly. why this is why Ryan G is real. This is why Ryan, <laughs> this is why Ryan G is real. Because I know I already know on rip. If something happened with me, Ryan G's gonna be like, yo, Jay Ellis, what's up? <laughs> From day one, hardly knew the kid. He was in somebody's face for some to do some dumb stuff to me, man. I was like, Roger, he's a real one, like straight up, <laughs> straight <Right>. up. <laughs> G, G, you think Ryan? You know what the G is for? G is for gangster. You ain't know that. But anyway, <laughs> all facts, all facts, all facts, all facts, all facts, man. But yeah, that's all I got, man. That's our show, man. If you like the show, uh, you know what to do. Hit that like and subscribe button. Next game up. Next game up is versus the Hornets. So we will definitely be back. I'll be back versus the Hornets. That's the that is Friday. Another mm. tough game. Yeah. Another tough game. Uh you already, you already know what it is. Gordon Haywood's back. Lamella Balls, another year better. Uh, this team is com- this is a complete team. They they gave us problems last year. Yeah. So this is not going to be an easy win. This is not gonna be an easy one. So get ready for a mm. dog fight. Um uh th- we need this next team this next team to compete. And hopefully we learn from this loss. We still winning. We're still a winning team. We still have a winning record. Hopefully we bring that um, to Friday's game. We come out this W, man, because we need it. All right, all right, yo. That is our show, Ryan. Let them know where they find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. At S I R G is C H I L L I N, and my man Fritz provided the link to the side. In the chat, and you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right, all right, all right. And you already know where to find us. You can find us on all social media. Find us on the K O T show on Twitter. 
the Nick Allen Time, the Nick Time Show on Instagram, the Nick Time Show. Um, also on Facebook as well. And also hit that blog at thenickatimeshow.com. Check out that new blog written by my guy, editor-in-chief of Nick Time Show, Ken. All right, who gives an assessment of these last 11 games. Definitely read that. Ken is a dope writer, dope writer. So check out our guy, Ken, on and I work on Nick Time Show. And, yeah, also, you rocking, repping KOT? Get these, get these, these slick... These snapbacks popping. You got the you got the, you got the blue and orange. You got the black and white. You all got to do is click that link in in the description and get your KOT fit equipped. All right, <laughs> that is our show. Yo, gunshots for the calls, man. Some epic calls tonight. Um, yeah, and as always, shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here. All right, that is our yes, show. Sir. We out of here. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.